Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the games we used to play back when we were kids. My name is Danny, and this is episode 26, and we are talking about The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages, and Oracle of Seasons. That's episode 26. Six months. The show has been going bar one week we've missed. Week by week we've been here, as I said, bar from one, for six months. And the missus hasn't killed me yet. And I'm amazed people are still listening to this show. But thank you very much for all the support. I'm going to keep going. And I decided we haven't done Zelda yet. And there's not been any Zelda games as of yet. So I thought, why not bring out this banger? And the bangers, I should say. Because Oracle of Ages and Oracle and Seasons are a tag team game. And my guest this week is the legendary Keegs. Keegs is back once more. Now, if you don't know, Keegs is a big little... Oh, he's very involved with what I call the big support for this show. I remember the game. You'll find him over there. He is a big feature of that. He's been on the show a few times and honestly, he's an absolute pleasure to work with. And he jumped at this. He said, I want to do the Oracle of um, Seasons and Ages. I thought, yep, you can have them if you want. They're yours. And yeah, for the six months, I decided let's do a Zelda one. Now, I have played both of these previously. They were one of the first Game Boy Color games I actually got my hands on. And I've finished them. I did them back-to-back. I bought both straight away as I was advised by the game. Well, not the game itself, but I was advised to buy it because they are linked. They are linked via codes, and you really need both to enjoy the whole story. Although, they're not just like a Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. They are their own game by themselves, which is absolutely great, and I've absolutely loved them. And it's weird, really, where we say, you know, if you talk about ages, you talk about seasons and vice versa. When in reality, they are their own Zelda game. So I could be a dick and do Oracle of Seasons this week and Oracle of Ages next week, but they always get lumped together. They just do because of the literally of the continuation. Now, it doesn't matter whether you start with ages or seasons. You can start with either one. And then the, the game will basically, well, the story will follow on as soon as you finish the first one via a code, which was absolutely brilliant. And I can't think of many games. I think Golden Sun did it. But I can't think of many games where you can carry that sort of stuff on. It was a critical success. It worked absolutely brilliantly. And it was actually done by Capcom, which is a big surprise for me. Um, so we will get into this, um, um, as I said, within a little while. But first of all, we've got an intro to do. So if you are new to the show, we do about maybe half an hour, 20 minute. I don't know. Depends how long I want to go for. I'm currently watching SummerSlam at the moment. I paused it while I'm doing this. But I don't know the results. By the time you've all listened to this, you would have found out what happened at SummerSlam. To be fair, I, I've stuck away from stuck away from the internet. I don't know what's going on. So... Please no one message me, although it's possible because I would have watched it by now. Because I don't want to have it spoiled for me because this is the first pay-per-view I've watched for a while. I think it was like two years ago I watched the Royal Rumble. I love my wrestling, me. The wife absolutely hates it. And it'll be a late start for me. I think tomorrow morning... Oh, it's going to be a mess tomorrow morning. I, I absolutely messed up. I was meant to be speaking um, to Chris to do Sonic 1. And I forgot. Uh, because my little one's not been well. We all haven't been well. And I was like, oh, bollocks. So I've got to watch SummerSlam, and then I've got to record Chris in the morning. I'm going to be an absolute shit wreck. But hey-ho, you want to put in, you want this thing to work, you've got to put the effort in. So Chris, if you are listening, I'm sorry once again for fucking up this morning. So let's just go on to it. The first thing I need to do before we go any further is just talk about Patreon. Yes, yes, we need to just always do this. It's the plug. It's one of those things. If you want to help support the show grow a little bit more, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash RetroWars. And for $1.50 Australian, $1 US and 70p UK, you get an additional show every two weeks, which I call DLC. These can be gaming topics. They could be reviews. It's just a bit of a mix, really. No, but has a little bit of a sneak peek I like to give. This is episode 6 of DLC where I talked about the X... X, I always do that. The Microsoft and... Start again. For episode DLC 6, this is the Microsoft and Bethesda. There, I got the words out on the end. Their little showcase that they did a few weeks ago. saw Fallout 76, and they do their new DLC, The Pit. I was like, holy shit, is that still going? Like, I thought Fallout 76 was broken, and no one wanted to play it. Although, it was weird, they, they had a music choice of Downtown, and I was like, 
had to. I understand you're the pit, you're down on the town. I get that, but it was just a weird, weird music taste. But unlike the other trailers, it actually showed gameplay, so we can give it that one for a start. It's like, oh, great, I can actually see what I'm getting for. I've never been into Fallout again. That's kind of the same sort of thing with Elder Scrolls. It's just not my cup of tea. But if I didn't realize it fixed Elder Scrolls um, Fallout 76. I thought it was completely fucking broken. Again, I thought it was absolute mess. But obviously, they patched it to hell. and It must work now. If they're bringing out new DLC, it must work. I can't imagine them having a complete broken game and going, here's another bit of the broken game with more broken game fucking mechanics. And that was DLC Episode 6, and that was the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase. See, I did it in one this time. Next time for DLC, I'm probably going... Well, I am going to be doing uh, a review of Shredder's Revenge, because I've been playing an absolute shit ton of that, and I really want to make sure that you get it. And what else do you get for your money? Well, you get the chance to join our Discord, which is starting to grow. It's getting our own little community. You get the chance to get involved in some of our letters. You get a chance to invo- play, play Revive or Die. You get the chance chance to basically take part and let me know how you feel about some of these games you get a chance to message me one-on-one which some of you may not think is a good thing but anyway it's look it's a little bit of money i've tried to keep it as low as i can if i want to do an extra show i may do it's all good depending on how much time i have uh, but you'll also get a chance to should i've got to say take part in our july patreon polls currently i think july patreon polls that makes no sense in this week's July Patreon poll. Oh, for God's sake, I've done it again. Shit the bed. I know it's late, but I can get this out of my mouth. You get a chance to take part in Patreon polls. Now, there's a currently a poll running at the moment. And I was looking at really shit games. Like, really shit games. So I've just picked three. I'm looking at Shaq Fu, Bubsy 3D, and Superman. Superman for the N64. Currently, the votes are tied. I think Bubsy's got one and Superman's got one. I'm still waiting for the others to vote and eventually we will have an overall winner and I will be covering all those three games at some point. It's just basically which shit game I'm going to cover first. Now, let's just get on to the news section. Oh, no, 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 I should say. Whoa, 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 whoa. News is... is news second. Yeah, news second. First of all, we do our newsletter section, which I call 16 Bits of Nonsense. Now, you see, this is how unprepared... I thought I was really good at this because if new normally I've got paper, but I've got... I've actually tidied everything. I've got a desk stand. I've got a second screen. So it's all on a second screen. I am I feel like I've gone up in the world. I literally just need some funky little red lights or some funky little disco lights, and I have myself my own little gaming space. I have a couch behind me, which I've now set up. I have the Xbox set up. Soon to be on my mini Super Nintendo. I'm getting this all shit set up. I know that's nothing to do with letters, but I just want to say how excited I am and how hopefully you won't be hearing the ruffling of paper anymore. It'll be absolutely genius. First of all, though, let's just get into the letters. And I had letters, three letters this week. They're all quite similar, as you will see. Captain N says, hey, Danny, when you think Canadian, what is the first video game character that comes to mind? Use all the stereotypes. Now... I struggle, I did struggle to think of Canadian video game characters, but I had to do this, you know, little first thing, and the first thing that came to my head was a moose. Now, okay, that is stereotypical, but it just made me think straight away, you know, you sometimes see in arcade machines where you get like that, you get like a shotgun toy, and you get a VR or laser thing, and you get to shoot it at moose at the screen that was the first thing i just suddenly came to my hand it's a shit game well, i don't like it but other people do and it's like you have like world records and shit like that you can send on the arcade machines but basically yeah i just basically all canadians who listen to this show you are just moose to me you are just moose that get shot in the snow for my enjoyment i i really I'm, I'm still thinking of canadian characters in my head and i'm not can't think of many. I've already know that R9 is going to be like you fucking tit. Thinking, well, you might not use that exact language, but he's probably thinking you asshole. Cause I can't read. He'll be probably thinking that. Um, yeah. So sorry, Canada. You just moose to me. Now, Chris Coplin, he decided. <sighs> 
Same question as at Captain N, but with Americans. Can you see where this, this thread's going here? Now, I have to admit, the first thing that came to my head wasn't gaming related, but obviously it was like that Team America song. America, fuck yeah! Because such a good song in every way. But then I, I suddenly drifted to... Uh, does any, have you, I hope you've ever seen the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime. I think his name's Keith Bandit. Or no, Bandit Keith. I think his name is Bandit Keith. Someone could correct me. Someone's like, no fucking hell, it's not Bandit Keith. You're fucking wrong. But I'm pretty sure it is. And he's like a bit of a dick Yu-Gi-Oh! card player. But he has like an American bandana. And I was watching the Yu-Gi-Oh! bridge version of it. And they really up it. And he's like, everything he does, he just goes, because I'm American. For America. And again, that was the first thing that came to my head. But then I had to think of video game characters. And it's a cop-out, because it really is. I thought of Ken Masters. And it, you can probably know my past. You can probably guess why. It's just Street Fighter related because that was one of the first games I learned. And it helped improve my geography skills because I got to... I could have gone with Guile. To be fair, I could have gone with Guile. And I could have played the Guile theme music. And Balrog is in there as well. But it was literally just Ken was the first one that popped into my head. And I feel really shit saying this because Raging Demon asked the same question. But with England. And I went straight to Cammy. And again, straight to Cammy because she's from Great Britain. And I just thought of that straight away. But then I thought straight from Cammy that when, if anyone's ever seen the Street Fighter 2 animated movie, fuck me, when Cammy makes an appearance, this he snaps a guy's leg, uh, snaps head. It's fucking brutal. It's like, oh, yeah. You want to see a good animated film about a video game, watch the Street Fighter 2 anime. Fucking unbelievable seeing Kame do that shit. Kame, Kame do that shit. So yeah, thanks guys. Hopefully you won't do that again, although I can just see you're all going to have a theme in your questions now, you bastards. But thank you very much. Um, it's, it does make me think sometimes I play way too much Street Fighter or way too much fighting games in, just in general. Now we can go on with the news, and I call this section patch number 26.0. So what's been going on in the news? Well, quite a lot, really. There's been a shit ton. Not necessarily all gaming related, because I just like to talk about things I want to talk about. It's my show. Fuck off if you don't like it. Meh. So the first one I'm just going to get on to, there was a Comic-Con recently, and Marvel basically just did a Randy Marsh exploding in a cubicle, and basically went on to say, this is what's happening with Phase 4 of the Marvel Universe, Phase 5, and Phase 6. And I was like, holy shit, they have gone completely crazy here now i'm not gonna go into absolutely everything i can't i I haven't got time because i'll be here all day going everything you want to see the timelines just google the timelines i think the big things that were revealed is they they showed the big black panther trailer and the fact we're going to see kang in the start of phase five which is going to be the ant-man film phase four is going to be entering with that black panther film We've got two Avengers films that are going to be happening in Black uh, in Phase 6. I think this is all scheduled to come in 20, 2025. No mutant films. I think they're going to be probably coming in Phase 26 at some point. They announced there's going to be new animated projects that are going to be coming out. There's a whole ton of shit coming out. I, but the, the only thing which makes me worry about this sort of thing is, is what I've heard. It's quantity over quality. And Phase 4 hasn't been spectacular. Phase 3, no, Phase 4 hasn't been spectacular. You know, as I've said, if you've listened in the past, I wasn't, I didn't think Thor was amazing. But then you've got the Spider-Man last film, uh, Far From Home, which was absolutely incredible. Or No Way Home, which was absolutely incredible. One of the best Marvel films done, but it wasn't even done by Marvel, it was done by Sony. Like maybe they just need to slow down a little bit, but it's not going to stop audiences going. Like I can guarantee Thor was a banger, and every film they put out, like when they do the next Avengers films, they'll just be absolutely rammed. Um, but there's so much stuff now. Like I was really, when it came to Marvel, every film I watched, every film, bang, I was in the cinema. Didn't care if it wasn't like I wasn't a huge Thor fan to begin with. I was there. I watched it. Now, when it comes to the Disney stuff that's been on, so I haven't seen Black Widow, I haven't seen Hawkeye, I haven't seen Falcon and um, The Winter Soldier. There's so much. I haven't even seen the What If series, apart from the episode my mate did. I've not seen it, and I'm going to get left behind because there's Miss Marvel. Then you've got She-Hulk coming out. 
There's so much stuff that I haven't watched. And it's going to get to the point I'm worried my mind's going to overload. Because the problem is I can't watch it all the time because the wife doesn't like it. It's as simple as that. She just, she's not a fan of it. And it's quite hard to get her into it. Although she didn't fall asleep during thought. So that was a miracle in itself. Now talking about whole things of mad things and multiverses. Yes, the multiverse, the, D, the DC game, was, no, the Warner Brothers game, I should say. Basically, another Smash Brothers S-type thing. Now, that is literally on its beta stage, I think. And 140,000 people were playing it on Steam, which is pretty impressive. I do remember this is a free game. Uh, that's, that's a pretty good number. Now, by the time of listening to this, they would have started their uh, first, pa- first wave of DLC characters. And LeBron James is now out. And they're using what, because he was in... Um, Space Jam 2, which I refuse to see. And that's more a political thing. Something that LeBron James said I wasn't happy with, but that's just me and I'm not going into it. Um, And they've also announced that Rick and Morty are coming. Now, we knew about Rick. I think he was leaked. Uh, But he's not coming until much later, no date said. But Morty is coming out on the 9th of August. I was actually surprised they weren't doing them together. Kind of seems a bit silly. Rick on his own, Morty. He's having them, I don't know, have them together. But they're not going to be able to get the usual shenanigans they would on the show. I can't see Morty being when he was at, when he had the crystal in his head and he just absolutely Akira leveled everyone. I, I don't think that's going to happen. It'd be brilliant if they did, but I think the age rating might go up a few notches. Talking about Rick and Morty, they have announced that season six is coming out September the fourth, and I'm interested where this season's going to go. If you've not followed Rick and Morty, you're probably like, "What the fuck's going on?" But if you have followed Rick and Morty, I mean, Rick's past was um, was announced in the, la- the finale of last season. Also, Evil Morty seems to be free, so I'm intrigued where they're going to go with this and what are the new plot angles because a lot of them got closed when it came to season five. So I'm interested where they're going to go with this. And talking about things that aren't coming out, apparently, allegedly, Knights of the Old Republic, the remake, is on infinite hiatus at the moment. Uh, I don't think things are going well behind the scenes. Apparently, there was a, a document that said the art director and design director were fired because they showed the demo to Lucasfilm, who went, fuck off, that shit, which worries me. But they had the hindsight to go, okay, that's not what we want. Um, so they've now delayed it, allegedly, until 2025. Ugh, I, a part of me would like to see what that demo is, but they obviously weren't happy with it. To sack people straight away, there's, the time the director, both the art and design directors, that means they're not happy majorly big time with something, and it's not their original image, it's not one they, you know, ugh. only, I think if we saw the demo, we're gonna see what, how bad it may have been if it ever got leaked, or we can see snapshots of it. I don't know. I don't think that will ever happen. I'm talking about things I'm not happy with. Octopath Traveler. Now, that's not to say I don't like Octopath Traveler. I do like Octopath Traveler for the Switch. Now, the new a new game is coming out called Champions of the Continent. Now, this is actually set before the first one. But what I'm annoyed about is it's mobile only. And it's not DLC for Switch. And I don't know why they couldn't just made a version that could go on the Switch as DLC. Like, why is it going to be on the phone? Like, fuck. I know, I know nowadays you can play all good f- things on phone. And I kind of wasn't a big mobile phone gamer. But there's a game I want to play. And I will be covering it for this show because it is retro. And I'm like, oh, fuck. It's probably the best way of playing it, isn't it? Actually, no, I fuck can say. The Final Fantasy games, the Pixel Remasters. Because they didn't make, they're not coming on Switch. They're coming on your phones on Steam as well. But I can get... And Final Fantasy 2, and I want to actually start playing that for my sins. I'm like, fuck, why isn't... Just put it on the fucking consoles. But mobile phone is much better. And I've got a brand new mobile phone. My battery was finally giving the ghost up after five years. And I decided, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to buy a new phone. So hey-ho, I did. And yeah, so maybe, maybe I just need to stop bitching, to be honest. And all the things that I can get excited for. Tactics Ogre Reborn. This is this is, keeps getting leaked that this is coming. And it, I think it's coming. There's, there's basically signs saying it's looking around November 11th for PlayStation 4 and 5. Ugh, my only gripe with that was, has anyone actually who putting on a 4 and 5 played ta- a Tactics Ogre game before? Yes, it's like Final Fantasy Tactics. On crack. Because it's huge. You don't have a party of six, you have a party of 12, even more. It's massive. Battles can take so 
so long to do. It is not a short game. I don't think it's a game where you want to be playing on the PS5. I think it's one you want to play on the Switch, to be honest, or the Steam Deck. I don't think it's one you're going to want to play. Sit there. Because, the honestly, battles can take fucking hours. I've got the guidebook in front of me. It's a chunky thing. Bear in mind, this was a PSP game. This is a chunky book. I don't know why. I literally, I only brought this guidebook back from England because I thought, oh, the artwork's cool. I might want to play Tactics Ogre. This is before I knew about Reborn. But it's actually going to work out pretty well because from the looks of it, it's just going to be a straight port. Maybe a bit grasp, you know, the graphics are going to be cleared up a little bit. But no additional content. So this book holds up. I'm like, woohoo! Awesome! Talking about things that are not getting, uh, well, I should say not getting a port, are getting an update. WWE. Now, I know I mentioned at the beginning that SummerSlam has currently been and gone, and I'm now watching it. True. But what's happened recently is Vince McMahon has now retired, which is pretty big. Now, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes, which I'm not getting into. Um, but he's decided I probably brought his retirement forward and his daughter Stephanie McMahon is now in charge and her husband Triple H is now head of the creative scene. This is probably one of the reasons that double, well, WWE is going to more of a PG-14, PG-14, basically age 14. So they're going to make it a bit more edgy again, which is great because I think it was getting a bit crap being the um, the PG era. So to have it a bit more adult-y, a bit more blood come back, awesome. That's what I'd like to see. Talking more about WWE, John Cena, he's also gone to fucking Fortnite. Everyone seems to have gone to fucking Fortnite. It's ridiculous. Like, every man, woman, and child. I could probably get into Fortnite if I ask, can, you, can I do a skin of me? they probably put it in the game. Like, Jesus. Can you imagine Cena walking around with a gun again? Naruto's walking around. Goku's walking around with a fucking gun. Anyone can walk around with a gun. So, what do I fucking know? But yeah, once again, Fortnite getting more shit that I like in there and trying to coax me into playing. Thing I'm not going to play, so I'm getting a little bit better with these segues, is Stray. Now, I know this has come out recently and a lot of people are happy with it. Great. Again, if that's your cup of tea, that's, that's your cup of tea. It's not mine, unfortunately. Although... It could be my cup of tea because someone has just done a mod where you turn the cat in Stray, the main character, into Garfield. Now, if you don't know what Garfield is, it's a very old cartoon that was British. I think it's British. Fucking brilliant. I loved Garfield. And to see this fat ginger cat playing the game Stray, it's like, oh shit, I might need to play it now. If it was voiced by Bill Murray, I'd be absolutely over the moon because he did the movie. I'd, oh, I'd lose it, but I don't think that's going to happen well, well done for doing that, because I guarantee some people will want to play it just for that. So there is quite still a bit more news. This one was a bit of a surprise. Now, remember Super Mario? Yeah, Mario, the biggest, one of the biggest things in gaming? Well, apparently, this, this happened this week. Someone asked, what does the M stand for? And apparently, we had it all wrong. M doesn't stand for Mario. It stands for Metroid? I was like, what the fuck? And apparently they came out and said it stands for Metroid because it was meant to be as a bit of a cross-promotion thing because Metroid wasn't out yet. This is back on the NES. And it was a way of helping to promote it. I was like, that's bullshit. You're just saying that. But then, I don't know whether this is true or not. Doug Bowser came out. who's a president of um, Nintendo America. And he said, there's a letter on a cap. Since When is that what it's meant you know those guys you see are bees on their hats? They're not named Bob or Bill. They're actually fans of the Boston Red Sox. This is ridiculous. This assumption that Mario would need to re- remind the world of his initial, first initial constantly. Nope, it's just a Metroid hat. And then, at the time of press, Bowser clarified that the L on Luigi's hat stands for litigation. A reminder of Nintendo's zero tolerance policy when it comes to intellectual property. Well, that doesn't fucking surprise me then, does it? So the question then becomes, what do the W stand for? What does the W stand for on Wario's head? And that backwards L stand for on Waluigi's head? Wanker? I don't know. Piracy? Someone's going to have to do some digging because that's going to be the next question that's going to be asked. Oh, I'm like, is that even true? Is this whole thing bollocks? They're just saying it. Like, if it gets more Metroid, I don't care. Great, because I like Metroid. I'm like, oh, someone's got to tell me if this is true, really. A few more stories before we wrap this up. GTA. Now, GTA 6 is going to be coming out. It's in development. And they announced that it's going to be the first female character as a main character. And it looks like it's been praised, although people have lost their shit. I don't... Because they don't want a female... I don't want a woman as the protagonist. See, look. 
I have no problem about what's in between your legs, what gender you are, what sexuality you are, what race... I don't give a shit when it comes to my characters. As long as they're interesting, I don't care. I really don't. You make, you give me a good character with a good story, I'll play it. It's as simple as that. You can give me a person who's two foot, and it, it, I don't care, I'll play it. It's just got to be a good character. I know there's people can kick off about when things get race swapped and gender swapped and all that, but as long as the character's interesting, as long as I can get behind it. Okay, look, I should say swap because I had to sometimes have a problem with things being swapped. More when it things like that tokenism sort of thing. Like if people are saying, oh, they're only putting a female character and it's tokenistic. I don't believe that for a second. Like it doesn't have GTA doesn't have to be constantly male all the time in the sense of there are female you know, crooks as well. That does happen in the world. But long, as long as she's actually written well, then what do we give a shit? We have Lara Croft. There are plenty... Just one example. Lightning from Final Fantasy XIII. Ellie from The Last of Us. You could probably... You could keep going. Jill Valentine. A female character as there are. And we play as. And no one ever bitches about that. I just think uh, people are getting a bit too shitty about it, to be honest. And just need to calm the tits down. Enjoy the Enjoy it what it is. Mate, if she's written shitly, then yeah, complain. But don't complain she's written shitly because she's just a woman. Right, she's shitly writ, shitly written. Wrote, wrote, I don't know, can't get my English out. Now, let me just, because I'm still a bit breathless a little bit, so I'm still trying to get my shit together. And hence, I'm drinking non-alcoholic beer. Not as fun, because I'm not allowed to drink beer for another few more weeks. But it's not that bad. Oh, it's not that bad, actually. I've got used to it. It's like a, it tastes like a French stubby. That's not the best way of putting it. Now, other, two more bits of news. So in India, they got a bit lucky recently. Uh, for those who hadn't seen, uh, if you were quite eagle-eyed, you had a one-hour window, those people in India could have downloaded the new FIFA 23 for six cents. Yep, they fucked up on this store. And for one hour, basically, customers had the chance to order the game for absolutely fuck all. Absolutely nothing. It was eventually corrected. But once the purchase is made, unlucky, it's made. So if you manage to get a copy and you're listening to this show from India, fair play to you. Fair play to you. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is a bit random. I just came across my desk and I thought that's a bit weird and I'm going to watch it. There was someone on American Got Talent called Freckled Zelda. And I can imagine what it is. It was a woman who's freckled and was dressed as Zelda. And she went on to sing. And she sang Colors of the Wind very well, to be honest. But holy shit, she was not changing the Zelda get up. She really wasn't. She went full Zelda. And fair play. You can see Simon Cowell like, what the fuck is going on here? And to be fair, most people would. But she did it. She got through. And she then said, I'm not dropping the Zelda thing. So, fair play to you. Stick to your guns. If you enjoy it, go for it. And all the best to you. I don't know how far she'll go, but all the best to you. And that is the news. And I want to change pace very quickly because I want to go to our little titled game called Revive or Die. Now, Revive or Die, what this is, is basically where we look at a character, a game mechanic, it could be a series, it could be anything that we've not seen for a while, and we ask the question, should it revive, or should it be left to die? And this week's contender, considering we're looking at the Oracle games, really I wanted to see, you know, you look at Link's Awakening, that got a remake. Came out of nowhere, got a remake. And really, people, some, and I asked this in the main show, should the Oracle games Get that same treatment. Should they get a remake like Link's Awakening did, or should they be left to die? Now, I got one response to this, and it was Captain N, who actually played by the rules this time, and he just said, revive. More Zelda is always a good thing. And my answer is, yeah, correct. More answers, more Zelda's a good thing. And once you've got Link's Awakening remake, there's no point going back to the original, and you just want to play for nostalgia's purposes. These games will get made, in my opinion. I think we have this chat, spoiler with Keegs. They will get made. They have to. Link's Awakening was an absolute bestseller so you'd be stupid not to remake the oracle games whether they'll be as one cartridge oh there's the bit whether we whether it'll be remade as one cartridge you think i'd edit that shit out no they'll be remade as one game is yet to be seen but it's nintendo and i can kind of see though and if they've got the backing of capcom there'll definitely be two games probably spread over six parts in a dlc and they'll actually be hidden already on the cartridge you just have to go behind a paywall fucking capcom 
fucking... I love Capcom, but fuck you and your practices. Yep, so I want to see that in the future. And that is everything I want to talk about. Maybe it's not as long as I wanted it to be, but obviously, look, I've, it's it's 10 o'clock at night. I need to watch WrestleMania or SummerSlam before I go to bed, so I need to get this out of the way. So... We're going to get into our main talk, and as I said at the beginning, I did play these games as soon as they came out. Absolutely loved them, and as you'll find out, there were things I never knew about that actually Keegs told me. I was like, oh, I never knew that. And I suppose it's because you could have your own little adventure, and this is back in the day before the internet, and I haven't played these games. I think the last time I played them was when I play- when they came on the 3DS, and they were downloadable, only for a few quid, and I played them straight away, and I didn't use a guide, because I'd already thought, oh, I can do this, you know, if small child me could do it, then I'll be able to figure it out, and I think I was 15, yeah, I was 15 years old, no, 14 when this came out, and so 14-year-old Danny can do it, and then 20-odd-year-old Danny can do it when it comes out, so I'm just going to put on some music. And when I come back, myself and Keegs are going to be talking about Legend of Zelda, the Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, which came out in Europe on October the 5th, 2001. Fuck me, I'm old. Returning to the show once more is the legendary, well-known friend, Keegs. How are you, sir? Whoa, legendary now. That's a... Uh, well, I'll, I'll keep praising you. I'll keep praising <laughs> you as much as I can. Uh, I'll, I'll keep allowing you to. I'll take it. <laughs> How have things been? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. You were just telling me off air you were playing a game called Floppy Nights. And yeah. I kind of took it in one direction in my head, but it was about old disk drives. So I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, it's not the kind of floppy nights you were hoping for. I don't think that kind of game would be on Game Pass. It might be on like, was it PlayStation that had those like old relationship games? No, Cat, no, Catherine. If they have Catherine as a game, they could have floppy nights. It could yeah, happen. that's that's true. I mean, the Nintendo Switch has a straight up porn game. There we go. Put floppy nights on there. I know Nintendo <laughs> listens to my stream as 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 and my this podcast as I proved. Last, uh, the other week when I did the Pokemon Snap episode. Oh, yeah. Because I put it on Twitter that I was doing it on Wednesday. And by Friday, they'd announced that Pokemon Snap was coming to the N64. Nice. I was like, you bastards. Yeah, you that bastards. comes out next week sometime, I think. Well, by the time this episode goes out, it'll already be out. Whoa. Uh, yeah. I didn't just date when we were uh, recording this. Oh, we can time it as well. It's five o'clock in the morning for me. Hurrah! <laughs> it is one o'clock in the afternoon for me. Bastard. Bastard. I was <laughs> drinking at that time at one o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. Oh, yeah. But enough. No, no drinking for this guy. No. Oh, he's being good. Well, enough yeah. about Mead wanting to drink now because I do. We are here talking about our first Zelda game for the show. And by first, it's not even. One or two, it's two Zelda games. It is the Oracle games, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. Now, you came to me with this. You wanted to do these um, games. Are these quite important to you? Yeah, yeah. These are probably, uh, I'd say probably even, I don't know if I want to give them each like slot two and three in my top Zelda games because they're basically the same game. But I'll give them, uh, I'll give them, they can both take the number two slot. Which is number one? Link to the past. Link course. to the past. Okay. The thing is, I, I, it's very easy to say that they're the same game because you have you have to talk about one when you talk about the other, but at the same time, they're not the same game because, like, I think when this first came out, because it was made by Capcom, mm-hmm. and people were like, at first, are you making two games and they can link together? Oh, you're doing a Pokemon. Fucking, you're doing a Pokemon. But they weren't. They really weren't doing a Pokemon. And yeah. these are these are, although Link, they are two separate games in their own right. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and they play completely different too. They like, do. Uh, as far as like the style of the actual gameplay. Yeah, like, they a Zelda game's a Zelda game, but well, the thing it was it was ages was more uh, focused on like one of them was focused yeah ages was focused on puzzles when seasons yeah. was focused on action and i like yeah. that 
I, yeah, I and it made it, it uh, different because, like, just by happenstance, my brother, my younger brother, got uh, seasons, and I got ages when we were kids, and so he wasn't as good at video games. So having it, the him having the action based one, and me having the puzzle based one, just worked out perfectly for both of us playing them together. Oh, I suppose, yeah, because yeah, he can get the action side done. You do the puzzle, and then you can swap the cartridges around. That's brilliant parenting. Mm. Yeah, that the, they'll say that it was an accident that they bought the <laughs> versions for us that they bought. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, we didn't. We planned this. No, we didn't. We had no idea this was happening." I can't remember which one I got first. I, I, because I, I was too, I was young when this came out. But this was a straightaway purchase for me. But I just, I think I got seasons first, and then went and then got ages like as soon as I could afford it. Because nice. they were incredible. Like, I love these games. I absolutely do. I I love the fact that Capcom, well, you know, fair enough. Like, you think, oh, Nintendo are giving out their IPs. But Capcom made a good stint of it. They could have fucked this over, but they went, no, Link's Awakening really worked. We'll just nick that design and just build on it. Mm-hmm. Well, and like uh, Capcom, they're not going to put their name on a shitty game. No. And Unless they've done that, and I just can't name a shitty Capcom game from the '90s, but uh, I can. The the Streets of Rage, sorry, the uh, Street Fighter EX series. Uh, I'm not I'm not into fighting games at all. So their attempt at 3D fighting. <laughs> okay, well they didn't put out bad 2D games. There we'll we go. They, they didn't put out bad 2D games, and they weren't. I thought they were great because I. I'm in love with Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening was my second Zelda experience, and I have so much time for that game. And I got the remake, had an absolute blast with it. And these these two have to get a remake at some point. Oh, I will lose my mind. As long as they put them on, like, one cartridge. Ooh. I will still buy it if they don't, because I love them. But, like, it just... They're pretty short games when it, when uh, when you think about it, like they they are. But at the same time, is Link's Awakening not just a short? You had eight eight dungeons, eight bosses, yeah. eight items in both of them. Compare and the same as Link's Awakening. I I honestly think you, you roughly you can get just as much time out of both of these games as you can with Link's Awakening. But it's just the fact because they're linked. Everyone thinks they're they're the same length as Link's Awakening, which I don't think is the case. Yeah, well, and I mean, I you could say there it takes even longer because you have to do a base game and then a linked game and then another linked game. Exactly to, to truly get through everything. Well, it's it, it, it's a big slog. If you want to come, like you can breeze this in some way, but if you want to be a completionist, this is a long, oh yeah, long game. And I'm all, yeah. They, they yeah, added, I guess it is quite a bit longer than than Link's Awakening. Well, because we'll, we'll when it because it's going to happen, it has to happen. Oh, it has to happen. Because sure because Link's Awakening sold absolutely nuts, and Nintendo are Nintendo, and all they care about is money. So they will release this at some point. I'm surprised yeah. they haven't made announcements because there's no E3. They've not gone. No, here you go. Have this. You're not getting Breath of the Wild two. Have this instead. And I think we'd be like, okay, where the fuck is that coming from? Yeah, well, we they still got a Nintendo Direct coming up sometime this summer. Sometime. They just drop that shit when they want to. Yeah, I guess I don't think they've announced it yet. Well, no, they haven't. As of yet, no, they've still not announced it, thank God, because my news section this week is going to be freaking stupid. <laughs> like, there's so much going on. So the, yeah. the, the two games themselves, they are very different. You've got po- um, Pokemon, I was going to say then. You've got Oracle of Ages, where the whole thing is basically a big puzzle game, and that's focused on the past. Go you where Link can travel between the past and the present, which I thought very Ocarina of Time, but actually did it better than Ocarina of Time did. Because mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time, you had to keep going to the bloody stupid pedestal every time to change, which is an absolute ball ache to do. But here, yeah. it's just one item, boom, changed. Yeah, and the the way they they make you gradually go through it, it's just like okay, first you can only do it at the warps, then you can yeah. warp back, and then you get the third song that just lets you warp at will, which is fantastic. Which is a great way of doing it. 
And I just love how by doing that, and this goes the same for the Oracle of Seasons as well, by making sure you change the map, you know, whether it's the season or whether it's the time, you make the game so much bigger than it actually is because essentially you get two to four maps. Yeah, exactly. And you had you had an annoying bastard in this game. His name was Ralph. He was the one who thought he was better than everybody else. Didn't like you. Thought he was the bollocks. Oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. <laughs> oh, Ralph, dickhead. Dink. Why? 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 Has every game got someone who thinks you're a prick and then they're a hero. Just work together yeah. and you'll be fine. <clears throat> well, and yeah, and if he wasn't a prick at the start of the game, like half the shit wouldn't have happened. Exactly, it's all his fault, dickhead. I'm literally blaming him. Although, to be fair, he is gonna was going to kill himself by killing his descendant. Oh, God, spoiler. But, you know, I don't oh, care. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. I don't give a shit. Killing this 20-something, 30-something-year-old game. Exactly. Although, you know, you never know that a remake could suddenly come out any second. And then they go, you fucking spoiled this for me, you bastard. Yeah. You bastard. <laughs> but he was prepared to kill himself by killing a possessed queen. So I was like, okay, you can have some points for doing that. Fair enough. Yeah, well, yeah, he had a good redemption arc, but he's just a just a fucking dick at the start. <laughs> exactly, it's always a fucking dick. It's always someone, and the bad guy in this one is Van Ver- Veran. Is that how you pronounce it? Vera, I believe, wasn't it? V- Vera, Vera. The, that just sounds like someone from Coronation Street. Vera, a- yeah, Vera from Ages, and then Onyx was the Onyx, bad guy. In season. Yes, it was General Onyx, and they weren't they weren't standout bosses, but. I think on their own, they were just like, oh, okay, fair enough. But we all know now if you what the whole thing was. And it was that if you beat them both and link the codes and you go to the second game, you go to face the big boss, which was Twin Rover. Yeah. And that led to eventually led to... I actually like the Twin Rover fight. I thought that was quite cool. But because yeah, they... the... Go on. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Was it was because they botched it up. They botched up the whole thing. And they sacrificed himself to bring back Ganon. And then you got a mad Ganon at the end, which was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Like, because uh, like, there's, there's like no mention of Ganon at all no, if you just play no. the base game. But then, yeah, if you link them together, then it's like, oh, yeah, there, here's Ganon. It is a Zelda game all yeah. along. It's like, like it was a pretty cool way to do it. You, you, there's no mention of Zelda at all until literally. Like, oh, right at the end. Oh, yeah, ah, until we, you, you link it, yeah. Yeah, we pitch Zelda. She's the third flame. Here we go. Let's have some fun. And we've actually got to kill her. I was like, oh, okay, you've got yeah. to kill her. Okay, fair enough. This has gone up a notch. Yeah, and then, like, when you link the games, like, it adds extra scenes with Zelda into the game that wasn't there in the first place. Like, they really, really did some crazy shit. They did. When you consider these are Game Boy Color games. They, and they, they really didn't because that, you know, for those who don't know, if you beat one game, you get a code and that transfers your file over to the next one. Um, but you didn't just work with the, you know, transfer to the next game. There was also in, say, if you've played, I don't know, one game first, let's just say Ages, for example, you could go meet a Goron who, in, who's on his own and he'd give you a code. And then if you go to Seasons with that code, to meet the big Goron, you got the big Goron sword. I was like, holy mm. shit, that's amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. Like, yeah, because they had just basic codes that you could transfer over to get like a new upgrade for items and yeah. an extra trade quest, right? Yes, they did, which was again ahead of its time. Didn't need yeah. they didn't need to do that. Capcom just could have made one game, but they made this. And then an extra dungeon. Now, I didn't know about this, the, of the hero mode. Yeah. I didn't know about because the internet wasn't a thing when I was a kid. So I had no idea that the hero mode is even a thing. So I've never done these. Dun- I only literally found about this the other day. And I, they're like the oh, hard wow. dungeons. And I never knew about it. Yeah. Um, when my parents bought the games for uh, me and my brother, they bought us the strategy guide as well. So we didn't use the guide for like figuring out the puzzles and stuff unless yeah. we got absolutely stuck. Um, but we did use it to figure out like, oh, hey, this code is for like these trading things and to figure out how like basically the mechanics of all the the linking up stuff. That's what we use the guide for. And I suppose you might need it for that sort of thing, because, again, it's hard in some of these old retro games to find everything without yeah. a, without a guide. And this wasn't the worst for that. And um, there were much, much more worse games than did this. But yeah, to, I 
it never made it made it never made it explicit that there was extra dungeons once you beat the game. So maybe when I well when this comes out in remake, I can finally actually do these hero modes and these do these hard dungeons. Yeah, well, you can just jump on the game right now. There's lots of uh, websites and even apps on the phone that'll just generate the codes for you. So you don't oh, have yes, to go both. slog through the game three times just to get to that extra dungeon. Well, that's you can just point. generate a code for a hero mode, have like, say, 100% completion on the code to transfer over, and then just jump right into your hero mode and uh, try that new dungeon. That's an idea, because I've still got my 3DS, because that was the last time I played it, because as soon as they came out for the 3DS, and that was the thing, as soon as they came out for the 3DS, boom, bought it straight away. Bought yeah, both of them. same. And they were like, they were nothing. They were like a few, well, in England, like a few quid. I was like, wow, that's a really good deal. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they were only like 10 bucks or so here yeah, in Canada. I think it was five, yeah, five quid. I think it was in England. And I was like, right, buying straight away. So again, this is why your remaster should do well. And yeah, so I've still got, I think my 3DS is in, in Australia. I'll have to do, do some digging. I'm sure I brought it with me. Um, so I will be having a go. Yeah, I'm going to have to, oh, oh, you've just wasted my life even more. My backlog, <laughs> as if my backlog wasn't that killer. Now you've that's, done this. That's why you use uh, that app for the code to cut down on the, the playtime. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm going to need that because I've been given some new RPGs to play, be played by our Patreons, and that's not going to be fun. So, yeah, <laughs> why not? That cut my time down dramatically. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I mean, that's that's exactly what I did when the games first came out on 3DS because I was like, me and my brother played through these all the time as kids. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, as much as I love these games, I don't want to do a vanilla run. I just yeah. went right through, started the code and had it so I could do the do that stuff right away, just one playthrough of each game. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I, I can't, you know, fair enough. And the thing is, though, we talk about... M- the amount of playthroughs you have to do i think that's again to become this completionist because there's a lot of collectibles in this game mainly rings are the big collectibles the fucking rings oh i forgot about the rings how dare you remind me (laughs) (laughs) oh i again i only remember about these rings jesus christ this was capcom's way of giving link a buff and Mm. some of them you got like a power buff some of them you could change your appearance, but some of them were an absolute dick to get hold of. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah, because you just, there's a lot of spots you could just find random rings and then get them appraised. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. There's, there's, a, there's a shopkeeper and he says, All oh, right, to get this ring, you need to kill a thousand monsters. I'm like, oh, yeah. The fuck? You bloodthirsty bastard. Feel like your ring progress transfers over with the codes as you transfer between games, though. It does. It does so, because at least there's that. At least there's that because there's one that's like the a thousand monsters one, but there's one where you've got to get ten thousand rupees. Yeah, and... you're not gonna get ten thousand rupees in one playthrough of the game. No, unless even you... in three play playthroughs, like you're gonna be pushing it. You'll be pushing it. You will, and e- either that you're gonna have to you know, start digging, get your little shovel out and start digging to try and get those 10,000 rubies. But how much time that would take when they're not in every pit and sometimes you can get a one. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah, one fucking hell. If you did that, I never did. I have a life. I, w- I had things to do outside as a kid. If you did that, then fair, fair enough. Yeah, I I did do everything else as far as collectibles in the game, but I don't think we ever got all the rings. Ugh, just that oh, was I... just one of those. There wasn't much point to it. You didn't really need all the rings to even beat the heroes dungeon. No, you did not. Although when you got when you beat the heroes dungeon, you got the ultimate power ring and the ultimate defensive ring. Yeah. It's like, I needed them earlier, not now, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, it's like, these are really cool to have, but it's just like, there's there's nothing else to play to use these for. Yeah, exactly. What a, what a dick move. Like, I guess you could transfer them into another new game and just go into power mode. Yeah, you would. And just be absolutely yoked. You'd, be, you'd have like the Master Sword. You'd have this. You'd literally, enemies would just probably die by your aura. Yeah. 
It'd be a bit of a farce. It'd be, oh, it just, but look, that it was a good idea, you know, try and do something different. But I think there's a reason why we've not seen the rings in this game for a good long time. Yeah. Well, can't wait for those to come back in the remake. Oh, they'll be back. <laughs> they'll 100% be back, and everyone will be they'll, like, what's this? Oh, ring, you know? Yeah. They'll go. jack up all the requirements for them, too. It's like, oh, 10,000 rubies? Nah, you need, uh, you need 100,000 now to get that. You've got to play it. Yeah, you got to do it because you got Bre- no Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out. So you can be digging, dig some more rupees until that game comes out. Yeah, Hopefully they'll make a, they'll just put like a mini game in it that uh, you can get some rupees a little easier. Oh God, that'd be so much better. Do you know there was a, there was a ring that, and I, again, this is because I wasn't hunting for all of them because of the ones that you can change your appearance, which I did get a few of them because you can change yourself to look like the bad guys, which was a cool little thing. But there was one which you can change yourself into Retro Link. Oh, yeah. I don't know if... I don't remember that ring. I it probably was, got it, but I just... It's, it's not... Really I never well. got it. But you can turn yourself into um, Link from the the first Zelda. That's awesome. I was like, that is awesome. I would have put that on straight away. just for. And it's weird talking about a retro game with a Retro Link. Yeah. <laughs> because that Link's are in, in those games is already pretty retro. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, whoa, this is breaking, this is breaking some walls. And in story mode, I was saying the story mode, this is actually a prequel. It's a prequel to Link's Awakening, but it's a sequel to Link to the Past. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I remember something happened when they put out that Hyrule Historia. They had the they had these games and Link's Awakening backwards, but then on like the Japanese Zelda website, they had them the other way. Well, it's it's definitely it's definitely the way I've just said because okay in 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 the end, in, end of the Oracle series, Link gets on his little raft. Yeah, Link gets on his boat and goes off, and then what does Link's Awakening start off as? Link on yeah, a boat on, on the raft. Yeah, because this is this is this. If no one knows how Zelda works, it's always different links. But this Link is the most experienced Link out of all of them. Even Nintendo doesn't know how the timeline in Zelda works. Oh, God, no. <laughs> God, no. I, I love the timeline. So this is the timeline where... So if you don't know, it's all splits after Ocarina of Time. Now, this is the timeline where Link loses. So Link actually dies in Ocarina of Time and Ganon takes over. Um, and so this is the timeline that came from that. So Link to the Past, the Oracle Games, Link's Awakening, uh, Link Between Worlds, that's all that world where ganon won mm, which is pr- a pretty cool one considering most people thought that there would just be like two timelines you know mm. young link and adult link and yeah. then nintendo's like nah man link dies and that's a whole ass timeline yeah i think that's brilliant which I was cool awesome. but then the rest of the timeline is just garbage yeah it's a bit of a mess <laughs> after that it's like eh, okay correct this but i think when i can remember i was looking through some of the old bosses in this game and some of them were a bit meh some of them were really cool um, mm-hmm. I think there was one that stood out and it was because again it was another item which you have not seen for a while it was like the glove like a magnetic glove oh yeah the magnet glove was a pretty cool item well there was an there was a boss where you had to throw this huge big ball, ball metal ball around at the mm-hmm. boss and I thought that's really cool yeah yeah they they definitely had some some cool boss mechanics and, and yet, like you said some duds too yeah, there's but, always uh, there's one giant crab. I'm like, oh, all right. Oh, yeah. I think uh, isn't the dragon from like the original Zelda? Yes, it was a two headed. There was a, there was an original dragon. Yeah. Then they put a two headed dragon in. I was like, oh, yeah. didn't need to do that, but cool. Yeah. <laughs> and the the final boss, which was I thought was unique for the Oracle games, it, you know, most of it's that top down view. The final boss was more like a flat view, like a Legend of Zelda 2. Yeah. Onyx was like, I was like, he had to jump on his hand and then jump on his head and slash his head. I was like, okay, fair enough. That's how we're doing the final boss. Yeah, they did the side scrolling thing for the boss. Like, I will say, as like story wise, like Onyx and Vera are just, they're like generic villains. They're kind of like, eh, they're bad for the sake of being bad. Yeah. But uh, they're both their boss fights were pretty solid. Yeah, they were. Final boss fight skill. I thought they were pretty solid. Pretty, you know, they could go forward and do what they want, and they were good. And then again, yeah, it sets up the twin rover fight. I just thought that you know, 
they were really good Zelda games because as a Capcom could have just cashed this in and gone, mm-hmm. we're done. But they made, they I think, I like think Phillips did with the CDI games. Oh, like, oh, we got that IP. Do whatever the fuck we want now. Fuck. I should cover them one day. I've never played them, but I've seen them. Oh, I should freaking cover that. Jesus, imagine you're that not getting me. you're not getting me to play those. <laughs> <laughs> Some other poor soul can get suckered into that for you. <laughs> I will freaking I will find them. Yes, yeah, so I played these. They're really good. They're amazing. They're the best games ever. But I I honestly think that these games are so underrated. I you know Link's Awakening is always the one where people think about the Game Boy one. But I mm-hmm. think that these two are so underrated because I think the the design was incredible. The fact they could link was incredible. The music, oh, the music was just so good. Like game, I don't know what it is, but Game Boy Zelda music just hits me like nothing else. Yeah, I agree. It's just that that opening sequence going into the field. It's just that little. There's no orchestra. It's just little music, and it's like, oh yes, this is gaming. Yeah, now I'm just really wanting that remake. Can we oh. just like? It, it's called a pause on the world until the remake comes out. Just like, hey, nothing's going forward till Zelda gives a, or till Nintendo gives us a, an Oracle's remake. Oh, do you know what? I've just thought then, right? So for, for those who not listened to our past episode, we did Crisis Core, right? And what's just come out? What's just been uh, announced? Yeah. Ooh. Two different ways to get Crisis Core India. Yeah, there we go. And so they're making the Ever Crisis, Ever Crisis. Ever Crisis is the that uh, mobile game. The yeah, the like Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition style one. Yep. And then we've got a Crisis Core remaster. It's like yeah. we predicted. We basically know what's going to happen in gaming. So just give it time, and probably another few weeks after this episode goes live, Nintendo will come forward. Could you imagine that if That'll this episode, there, yeah. if this episode comes. If Nintendo drop it before I drop this episode, and we're oh, like, "Hold, we'll have to come back and re-record fuck. something." <laughs> fuck yeah, we'll have to do like an extra thing. Say, "Fuck you, Nintendo! You fucking copied us, you bastards! You yeah. knew it. You wanted to scoop us, you dicks." Did you play the um, the other Capcom game they made, Minish Cap? Uh, yep, uh, I only played through it once, but I did play Minish Cap. Because I'm, I'm still, I'm on the final bit of that, and I'm enjoying it. I am enjoying Minish Cap as well. Again, they made a good effort with that one. That's for another day. But mm. again, this is this is probably goes back to my argument a lot, a lot of the time. I know Adam's made the same argument. It's why not trust people to use IPs like with other other games like Fox or lots of Lilac Wars yeah. with F Zero. Yeah. Let someone else have a go and see what they can do with it. Yeah, well, they they are getting better with it with uh, some other stuff. Well, I mean. It's it's really only their sports games, but I mean they let uh, Ubisoft make that Mario and Rabbids game, and that was a cracker. Well, I didn't play it, but I know it was a cracker. It's, XCOM it's games aren't mine. Fantastic, yeah. You if you like XCOM even remotely, you should uh, give that game a shot. And because it's Ubisoft, even though it's also Mario, it's on sale all the time. Yeah. Oh, it's Ubisoft. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. It's an Ubisoft game. Give it five minutes. It's in the bin. It's in yeah. the sales bin. Yeah, for like 20 bucks for like the full, all the DLC and everything. And it's it's absolutely worth that. You can't go wrong with that. And it, a game for $20 with DLC, that's like, okay, yeah, you can have that. That's that's not that bad at all. Oh, I've just remembered one thing we've not talked about. The, um, the animals you can get. Oh, yeah, all the animal companions. No, I didn't know there were three. I, I did a little bit of research this. I didn't know there were three. I yeah. thought there were only two. Yeah, there because there's there's the kangaroo, the Ricky, bear, and moosh. the dodongo, right? Um, Dimitri is like a dinosaur thing. Yeah, he's a dodongo. No, dodongo, yeah. But I never knew there was Dimitri. I never saw him. Yeah. Because I played Moosh, because Moosh jumps this big blue bear. I played with him because he let me mm. jump over a load of holes. And Ricky, and I think you get one per game. But then, yeah. so if you want, that's probably why, because I picked probably Moosh and then Ricky, and then that was it then. I didn't, never saw Dimitri. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember how you uh, you pick them or get them in the game. 
Oh, I can't. Can I, I can't remember how to talk about uh, how to get him. But I'll have to, again, when that remake comes out, uh, this time I will go see Dimitri just to go play on one. Yeah. Oh, and then also the um, your your items. They're like each game had a lot of similar items, but then when you started upgrading them, like each game got its own unique upgrades. Yeah, which I thought uh, because you had one was the one had the the rock feather. Yeah, and then you went into the other game and you got the rock cape. Yeah, and like one just had like the flippers, and then another one had had uh, the mermaid suit. Yeah, I said that that's such a cool yeah. thing to do. They dig and they could have just transferred the item and left them as that. I was like, no, no, we're gonna make it a little more fun. You know, you paid your money. You you know, you're you've bought into this, we're gonna really up it. And it was like with the Master Sword as well, because I think if you got one game, it would only go up to like level two. But if you got mm-hmm. it the link game, it would go up to level three. Yeah. Oh, that is a cool little thing that they put in. I thought it was a really cool thing. And it was amazing that this was only meant to be this is meant to be a a three-part game like the, mm. but they couldn't get the codes right for a third one so oh, they that, say, yeah that would have been crazy and what would the third one have based been on because it's based on like i think the triforce of wisdom power and courage so i yeah. assume wisdom is going to be the puzzle one uh power is going to be the action one what would have courage been what would have linked uh, huh i don't know I don't, who's to say that Nintendo don't just go, do you know what? We're going to flip this shit. We'll make a third. Yeah, maybe they they figured out how to make it work nowadays and Capcom comes in with the with the remaster and adds the the thought lost third version. Like, Calling it now, you heard it here first. The third. No, but here's a go, right? Okay, so imagine they've set it up, right? So you have to beat you have to be Oracle of Ages and Seasons first. All right. And then you basically have the third game is always the third game. And that's basically this is fully now Twin Rover. This is Twin Rover. This is Zelda. This is it. Basically, the oh, whole game's yeah. built around the Twin Rover. But you have to have done what Oracle and Ages and Seasons first. How good would that be? That would be pretty cool. I mean, they they that's kind of what the Heroes Dungeon is. It's it does it mixes both together where the whole du- I I fairly certain the dungeon is the same in both versions. Yeah, well, it's, um, Cotton won't know, but yeah, I'll trust your logic yeah. on that one. And it's just a a mix of puzzle solving and action. So imagine that for a third game. Im- imagine like that would sell. You've got you know three copies, and it was Nintendo, so they'll make three copies at fifty bucks each, and yeah. everyone would buy them. No one would not buy them. You made them the side of Link's Awakening and they'd be bought in seconds and you'd be like, right, they, I would throw my money at Nintendo. I would like, oh, here you go. I got Link's Awakening. I would get all three. Of the, you can't see it, but I'm doing the money thing. In You know, picture this. And just, I'd be like, here you go, Nintendo. Take it. Just take it all. Three, yeah. three Zelda games in one. Boom. Shut up and take my money. Fucking wood. There's a fry moment. It would be. And as long as they make him just as long as Link's Awakening, you'd have him. And I, it'd be interesting to see, but I, I don't think that's going to happen, but it would be good if they could. Saying that, though, would they need Capcom on board to make it again? Uh, probably. I don't know how the licensing for the game works. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Nintendo Cap- owns everything or... Yeah, because this is the thing. Capcom have just had their big, big events, and there's no mention of Zelda. The Zelda on the, who would make who would who would reference it? Would it be Capcom? Would it be Zelda? I, I think Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo would. They'd be the ones because Capcom have got a lot on their plate coming up, and as they yeah. have because they've got Resident Evil Four, Resident Evil Eight, Res, um, Street Fighter Six. Oh, they've got a, a lot. Dragon's Dogma Two. They've got a lot of shit on their plate. Yeah, I think if it comes, uh, Nintendo will just get Next Level Games to do yeah. the... Because uh, Next Level did the Link's Awakening remaster, right? And they did a good job of it. Yeah, so I think just that's that's going to be just Nintendo's plan going forward with like old remakes and, and other stuff and like little side games for like the main Nintendo stuff is just have Next Level do it. Makes sense. And the thing is, you know, with these old games, you could remake. There's so many games still that could be remade. You know, Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda 2. Can you imagine one day when they do Links to the Past, which they will, you know, they'll do that in our oh, lifetime. Yeah. What's that going to look like? Oh, that's going to be so good. 
And is it because I haven't done links in the past year, and I'm still I think I'm doing that with R9. R9 Beats is doing that, and I'm, I'm I'm on the dark world of that one, but I will I will finish that. But it doesn't. These games have more of a hit than than links the links the past, and I think that's just because I think that's because I didn't have a Super Nintendo growing up. Uh, okay, yeah. I had a Game Boy and a Mega Drive, so these were mine. So because I haven't got that nostalgia, I think doesn't hit me as what much as these two do. Like I'd rather play these ones than links the past. Ooh, that's yep. uh that's a spicy that's a take. take. Yeah, I, I I'll say even I'll say even this links to the past doesn't even make top five for me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not even top five. What's no. your top five then? Um, I'd probably say Link Between Worlds is number one. I think that's a brilliant Zelda it, game. Um, yeah. Oracle. I'd say I'd probably say Ocarina of Time just because again the nostalgia help pumps it up. Number three, probably Link's Awakening. Number four, these ones. Then number five, Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. But Link to the Past, again, it's not coming in at six. It's not coming in at seven. Unless I'm just doing other ones. No, it's not. It's down there. It's down. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's going to get me banned in some it's, community. Uh, it's unfortunate you have that terrible wrong opinion. <laughs> But you are entitled to it. You are entitled to your wrong opinion. <laughs> I can just imagine one day when I do links, uh, links to the past, I give it like a five and just watch like, literally my house get firebombed. Yeah. It's going to happen. Well, that, you give link to the past a five, that'll be the end of your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it will be, won't it? But if you had to grade this game, have you got any more on in your, because you haven't got notes, they're in your head. No, yeah. Have you got any more uh, notes? Nothing else I can think of. I think we covered pretty well everything. Well, if you had to give this a mark out of 10, what would you give it? Uh, it gets a nine. Easy. I, for me, it gets a 10 just because of, again, Capcom could have cashed this in and they made two unbelievable games for me. So I, for me, it's a 10. And yeah, it's, it's, it's only great. a nine. It loses that point for just all those bullshit rings. Oh, yeah, Bob. No, all right. Otherwise, okay, yeah. it's a I near perfect that. top-down Zelda game. Nine and a half. Nine and a half because those bullshit rings. Nine and a half. Can't be the perfect. Well, thank you very much, sir. Well, hopefully this podcast will still be around by the time you come back and I haven't done links to the past and given it a five. <laughs> but thank you very much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. All right. This take is, care, uh, mate. Blast. All the best. You too. was Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages Oracle of Seasons. Thank you very much to Keegs once again for coming on the show and I'm looking forward to having him on again and thank you very much to everyone for really enjoying it and as I said at the beginning if you really want to help support the show you can go on patreon.com forward slash retro wars to help get involved. Until next time I'll see you all next week. You all take care of yourself. I've been Danny. Bye bye. <laughs>